Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick continues Session 2 of the five-part Living the Dream series. Dreams are God's seeds that are intended to change the way we think and remove the boundaries from our lives. God is a dream giver, men are dream stealers, and Satan is the dream killer. In this series, you will learn how to recognize a God-given dream, the steps necessary to fulfill it, and four tests you must pass before your dreams can become reality. This series was taught at the Victory Worship Center in Harrogate, Tennessee as part of the Recharge Conference, The church is pastored by Gary Miracle. On the last broadcast, Brother Rick concluded session one by bringing us four of seven things we can learn from Joseph's life and then introduced us to session two entitled The Pit Test by reading his text taken from Genesis chapter 37 verses 18 through 24. On this broadcast, he'll teach us seven things that we need to know about pride. And now, here's Brother Rick. Now, God had given Joseph a dream. And what you got to understand is it wasn't the dream that got Joseph in trouble. When God moves in your life, it's not God moving in your life that gets you in trouble. It's how you handle God moving in your life that gets you in trouble. How many of you know it wasn't God's dream that got Joseph in trouble? It was Joseph's big mouth. He got to telling the dream to people that wasn't able to handle it. And see... Here's the thing. When God moves in our life, it ought to have the effect of humbling us. How many of you know if God uses you, really, it's not a whole lot to be bragging about because you remember he used a rooster and he used a donkey. So, I mean, you disqualify in the barnyard. How many of you understand it's not really anything to say, wow, God used my life. But what happened was, Instead of it humbling Joseph, Joseph got proud. A few weeks ago, again, I'm living this story, but a few weeks ago, the Lord, I woke up and he was giving me a whipping. I don't know if he does you like this or not. It reminded me of childhood days when I left the coal out in the coal house and didn't fill up the stokermatic stove. My daddy woke me up one time, giving me a whipping. And God woke me up a few weeks ago, gave me a whipping, and he said these words to me. And I use the word whipping. How many of you know we're from eastern Kentucky, and it's a whooping up here. It ain't a whipping. It's a whooping. How many has had a whooping? It's different. Yeah, it's a lot harder. But anyway, what the Lord said to me was this statement. He said, Rick, you have way too much pride for progress. He said to me, you're proud. And I said, Lord, how am I proud? And he said these words to me. He said, you often say, if I was them, I would do that. And he said, you cannot judge another unless you first elevate yourself in pride. How many times do we say, if I was, how many of you know you're not them? You have no idea what they went through. You've never walked in their shoes. You have no idea the struggles they're facing. And you have no idea what you're talking about. How many just say amen? And the Lord said to me, you need to rid yourself of pride. And then he said to me, I'm going to kill the pride before it kills you. And the Lord began to deal with me about the subject of pride. See, Joseph's coat of many colors represented his pride. 
is pride. Because his father had given him this. You know, it's, it's bad when you receive a gift of favoritism from somebody anyway. It kind of puts you in a position. But Joseph wasn't struggling with it. He was wearing a coat every day. He was flaunting the favor of his father. God, help us as a church. Help us to not flaunt before others the blessing God's given us. And here's the problem. The only one that cannot see the coat of many colors is the one wearing it. The Bible says in this scripture text that they saw him afar off. <laughs> Boy, he comes shining. All those colors flashing in the sun. Everybody can see Joseph. The problem is, it's like having bad breath. The only one in the room that doesn't know it is the one that has it. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? It's right under your nose. Yet you don't know you got it. The same is true with pride. The problem with pride is it blinds us. And Joseph had pride. He was wearing his coat of many colors. Now, here's the second thing I want you to understand. Pride often results from human favor. When God gives you favor with men, most of the time, that's where your pride originates, with favor. You know, the Bible says that Jesus grew with favor with man and with God. How many of you know it's that first stage where man starts giving you favor? That causes us sometimes to think, boy, we're all that in a bag of chips. Pride sets in. And Jacob had been responsible for this in one sense because he had brought, bought this coat of many colors. But Joseph, in turn, was willing to wear it. Here's another thing the Lord began to speak to me in this time of intimacy with him, that he hates pride. Just like Joseph's brothers hated him sharing a dream. God hates pride when he sees it in us. Boy, one thing I don't want, I don't want God to hate anything about me. Do you? And so many times our pride causes God to look away. In fact, the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 and 17, these six things the Lord hates, yea, seven are abomination to him. And number one on the list is a proud look. God hates pride. Here's the fourth thing I want to share with you about pride. Pride will destroy you. It will destroy you and consequently destroy your dream. How many knows that's true? Pride is a dream killer. Listen to what Proverbs 16, 18 says. It says, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. A haughty spirit before a fall. In other words, when you get lifted up, there's not but one way to go. Everybody do your hand like this. When you get lifted up, he'll bring you down. So we need to properly handle the dream of God. Now here's a fifth thing, and I want to spend a little time here this morning. God still loves people even when they get caught up in practice. Now, he'll whip you. If you're in eastern Kentucky or Tennessee, he'll whoop you. But he doesn't stop loving you. And one of the things that this story teaches me is Reuben was the elder brother. Reuben was the elder brother. Did you realize that Reuben saved Joseph's life? But he allowed Joseph's pride to be killed. 
And this is what the Lord said to me. I'm going to kill your pride unless your pride kills you. I'm going to destroy your pride unless your pride destroys you. See, what you got to understand is we have an elder brother. We have an elder brother. An elder brother that is willing to save you from ultimate destruction. And just like Reuben in the story saved Joseph's life, thanks be to God for Jesus. That day that he whipped me, I was in a motel in Friendsville outside of Knoxville by myself. And not only did he whip me, he grounded me. I spent the whole day in the motel just crying. Just spent the whole day in the motel grounded. Why? Because I just wanted to thank him for loving me enough. Not to let me be a victim of my own stupidity. And even though it's subtle, I wasn't trying to do anything to elevate myself. We just get caught up in the idea that we're smarter than somebody else or more valuable than somebody else or some of the nonsense that the enemy tries to bring your way. Listen to me. It's a typical thing. In fact, can I put it this way? It's a natural Thing. God's not calling you to be natural. He's calling you to be supernatural. He's calling you to be humbled by his hand in your life, not to be exalted by it. And how many of you know humility has to be self-inflicted? God still loves you. Even if he runs you by the pit. And this story of Reuben is so powerful because Reuben had a plan. And it's like I shared last night. God has a plan for you. I know the thoughts I have towards you, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, thoughts of good, not evil, to give you hope, to give you a hopeful end. An end filled with hope. And God wants to bring you to that. But what we have so many times is we get sidetracked or we get uh, caught up in the first stage. And you hear people when they get a vision from God, boy, they're so excited about it. They don't realize it's not going to happen this evening. There's going to be some journey here. Everybody say we're on a trip. Now, number six, I want to tell you this. The pit is where God deals with your pride. And somewhere between your dream and your destiny, there's a pit awaiting. You're not going to miss it. <laughs> In case you're wondering, you know, if you're on MapQuest trying to find out where your pit is, don't worry about it. He'll guide you to it. You're not going to sidestep this. Why? Because if he let you go straight from your dream to your destiny, you would be so arrogant nobody in the world could deal with you. And you got to understand, when God spoke the dream to Joseph, the palace was ready. It was the prince that needed some work. And what you got to understand, the same is true in our life. God has a place prepared for us, but our problem is we're not prepared for the place. And how many of you know he's going to have to run you by a pit to get you ready? It's a definite part of our journey. Now, here's the reason. Number seven, it's in the pit where earthly favor is exchanged for heavenly favor. And it's wonderful to have earthly favor. I'm thankful for every friend I've got. I'm thankful for the influence God's given me, especially in this region we're in. I'm thankful for all of that. But can I tell you, I would rather have the favor of the king 
than to have the favor of the king. I would rather have the favor of God than the favor of man. Why? Because the favor of man is fleeing and fickle and futile. How many of you know the same people that shouted Hosanna to Jesus four days? Everybody say four days. days. Later shouted crucify. The same people that puff you down or puff you up, just hang on there, puff you back down. It won't take long. And if you're living your life on public opinion, God have mercy on you. Amen. It's not about that. And so God uses the pit to strip you of your coat of many colors. Why? Because your coat of many colors will defile his righteousness. It's like putting a linen robe over a colorful garment. It shines through. And so the first stage in robing you for royalty is stripping you of your path. Ah, boy, we don't want to talk about this because this, this is not a message that I'm afraid I'll get amen till I can't preach it. But this is necessary because God's not going to just wrap you in his robe of righteousness while you're strutting around in your cloak of pride. And this is what he began to speak in my heart. I've got to strip you. I've got to do this. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's afruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.